Finn J.D. John, FJ at OffbeatOregon.com, and this is the Daily Offbeat Oregon History Podcast. Today, for your listening pleasure, we have an archive show, first published as a newspaper column and podcast episode sometime in the last 10 years. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. This story first published on June 16th of 2013 under the headline, What Really Happened to D.B. Cooper? Pick a theory. Here we go. D.B. Cooper vanished on Thanksgiving's Eve like a well-dressed ghost, leaving behind only a legend driven by questions that seemed to cry out for answers. So let's cut to the big set piece here. What really happened? That all depends on whom you ask. There are at least a dozen different explanations that have been offered by various people claiming either to be or have known the real D.B. Cooper. So who's right? Does anyone really know? Here are a few of the theories that have gotten the most exposure. Number one, D.B. Cooper was the rakish rascal who wrote Ha 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 in 1983. Ha 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 is one of the earliest books to have come out claiming to tell the story of what really happened to D.B. Cooper. It is unfortunately anonymous, but it was published by the Daily Journal of Commerce in Portland. It describes Cooper, its writer, as a hard-drinking former businessman who decided to become a crook and embarked on a wild crime spree, pulling heists, having reckless sex with bold and bodacious women, and eventually getting sentenced to prison for a crime he didn't commit. A technical injustice that he avenges by escaping from custody and hijacking the airplane and disappearing into the forests of Canada with gallons of $20 bills. It's really fun to read, actually. Unfortunately, it's out of print and very hard to find. Theory number two, D.B. Cooper was a guy named Paul LeClaire who died of a heart attack in the late 1970s. This claim is made by Max Gunther in D.B. Cooper, What Really Happened. Max Gunther was a staff writer for True Magazine, one of the famous stag magazines of the 1960s that were more or less rendered obsolete by Playboy. Classic stag mags were pulps for men, full of swaggering, hard-punching fiction about pirates and adventurers and stuff like that, in which hard-fisted Indiana Jones types battled their way through hordes of bad guys to rescue busty young women in skimpy, ripped-up outfits. Gunther claims he was contacted by the hijacker in 1972, and after winning the confidence of the hijacker and his girlfriend over a period of many years, finally learned the truth. Theory 3 D.B. Cooper was a transsexual dude named Barbara Dayton. This theory is put forth in The Legend of D.B. Cooper, Death by Natural Causes. This book is self-published by a couple in Washington State who make the case that D.B. Cooper was, in fact, their now-dead friend, Barbara. You see, Barbara was at birth a gent named Bobby Dayton, and in the late 1960s he had one of the first-ever gender reassignment surgeries. So, the theory goes, while the authorities scrounged all over southwest Washington looking for some dude in a suit, Barbara, having ditched her man-duds and wriggled into a skirt and some pumps, strutted right on by with the money in an extra-large purse or something, and that, as the authors rather hilariously put it, is why the FBI never got its man. Yes, this is by far the craziest D.B. Cooper origin story I know, but if you look into it, it's actually a fairly robust theory. Number four, D.B. Cooper was a real-life Rambo named Richard McCoy. 
Two days after D.B. Cooper's caper, an ex-Green Beret named Richard McCoy pulled a heist that was eerily similar to Cooper's, except this one was over Utah and involved more money. Also, McCoy got caught. While McCoy was in prison afterwards, a Utah state prison official named Bernie Rhodes started getting curious about some of the parallels between the two cases. After he retired, Rhodes started examining the evidence seriously and thoroughly and came to the conclusion that McCoy wasn't just a copycat hijacker, that he was the same guy, the real McCoy, as he wisecracks in the title of his book, and that after having gotten away with it once, he thought he'd try again. Number 5. D.B. Cooper was Rambo McCoy's buddy, Dwayne Weber. On his deathbed, a man named Dwayne Weber confessed to his wife, whom he'd married after the hijacking, that he was D.B. Cooper. Then he died. She, looking into it, found a number of spooky coincidences. Weber was an old friend of Richard McCoy, suspect number four above, and had had a criminal record that she didn't know about. She remembered him waking up from a nightmare ranting about aft stairs and an old airline ticket she found in his sock drawer. What could it all mean? Well... Theory number six. D.B. Cooper was an inside job by an airline employee named Kenny Christensen. This theory was suggested by private detective Skip Porteous and book publisher Robert Blevin in their book, Into the Blast. The idea is that Christensen, a poorly paid Northwest Orient Airlines worker who happened to be an ex-paratrooper, used his inside knowledge of airline procedures to plan and execute the job. Their theory is compelling, plausible, and backed up with plenty of circumstantial evidence. Something big happened to change Kenny's bank balances right about the time of the hijacking. But once again, there just isn't any solid proof. Number 7. D.B. Cooper was a comic book fan from Sisters, Oregon. This theory comes to us from the niece of the suspect, an articulate and outgoing woman named Marla Cooper, who says her uncle L.D. Cooper, a great fan of a series of French graphic novels about a paratrooper named Dan Cooper, told her he did the job and swore her to secrecy after he returned on Thanksgiving Day of 1971 all banged up and bloody. Finally, number eight, the buzzkill scenario. D.B. Cooper fell in the Columbia, drowned, washed out to sea, and was eaten by sharks. This is actually the conventional wisdom on Cooper, if there is such a thing. Except that it's physically impossible, given where Cooper jumped and what direction the winds were blowing in. It is, however, entirely possible that Cooper died in the jump, landing on somebody's farm, and the person who found him quite sensibly buried his body and equipment, retrieved the money, and threw a handful of it into the river to lead investigators to think he drowned in it. A good scrounge on Google will also turn up lots of other attempts to claim a solution to the D.B. Cooper mystery, ranging from the somewhat plausible to the straight-up goofy. There's a book by George Nuttall which makes the case that Cooper owed money to the mob and that J. Edgar Hoover himself stymied the investigation because he was being blackmailed by Charlie Lucky Luciano. There's also a slim, self-published volume by one Mr. John Frederick James Jr. claiming to deliver, quote, the end of the legend, some guy named Larry C. Lufkin. There's a few blog posts and forum threads, too, that claim he was a CIA agent or a secret FBI guy and... The list goes on. Today, almost 45 years after this hijacking, there's just not much reason to suspect that D.B. Cooper speculation will be falling out of fashion anytime soon. Key sources in this story included works by Pat and Ron Foreman, Max Gunther, D.B. Cooper, Bernie Rhodes, and the websites n467us.com and dropzone.com. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks again for listening, and I do hope you enjoyed it. 
This podcast is part of Offbeat Oregon History, a public history resource for the state we love. Check out our hub page at offbeatoregon.com to explore all the other things we do or to find full citations and visuals that go with today's show. This podcast is covered under a Creative Commons license. For details of that, see offbeatoregon.com cc. Our theme music is by the Atlas String Band and was written by Carmen Ficara. Listen and download more at atlasstringband.com. Offbeat Oregon History episodes are uploaded every weekday morning at around 6 a.m., so it'll be a couple of days before you get your next fix. Until then, go out and fill up the rest of the day and the subsequent weekend with good stuff. Bye now. Bye now.